the old guys in glasses show. <laughs> hey, Bob, what's happening? Hey, T-Bone, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. How about you? I'm very excited. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday. I know. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to save it, raise a glass to you, but you spoiled it for me. I'm Happy sorry. birthday. You're going to be 15, so 16 uh, times 3 or 4. Or something or <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Tomorrow's not my birthday. Oh. Yeah, I get one of those once a year, and it's not tomorrow. We're in the 40-something or other. I'm in the 40-something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so, yeah, it, it's um, it's the whole getting older. What do, you, what do you think about that? Let's talk about that in the show a little all bit. Right, let's all say right. hi to Chow. Let's postpone that. Chow, what, what, what's going on over there? How are you doing? I'm good. All right, good. good. I am not in the 40-something range. <laughs> <laughs> but you will be. You yeah, will be. I feel healthy. <laughs> hey. I, I think we've got a special treat, uh, being as it's uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, my birthday as well. What are we? What are we sipping on? Oh, well, Cho decided to celebrate, yeah. and so we could all drink the same beer tonight. Yeah, this was a surprise. This was a very nice surprise. I um, all the way from the UK. <laughs> the UK? What do you mean? You're gonna people are gonna hate us if you say that. No, this was brewed in Dublin, so it won't be in the, in the, in the UK. <laughs> Some part gonna, of, our, part of Ireland's gonna, in, in the UK. Someone's got a carpet bomb. You know, someone's gonna yeah, they're, they're going to carpet bomb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what happened? Oh, they said Guinness was from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> We're drinking Guinness. Sorry, grandfather. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's pretty good. Anyway. It's tasty. <laughs> I'll let the Google plug-in trust. I'll trust that. Um, so... Um, so I, hey. you got the toast this time. Okay, well I can do it. I was I was hoping that you don't want to do it. We both want to toast the same person. We, we do both want to toast the same person. Okay, so. well I think we should do a little intro to the toast because um, very good friend of ours. Oh, how exciting is this? Uh, he volunteered. It was a while ago. He volunteered to make a new uh, I don't know a new graphic for us. It's on our website now, oh. and he took a long time, and we were very excited, and we. We kept pestering him because we were so excited, but he was doing it for free. And um, <clears throat> he, the the icon that's on our on the podcast and on iTunes, and it's also on our website, was made by a very dear friend of ours, Jeremy Cresswell. So I'm gonna toast to him for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh wow, <clears throat> it looks amazing. It does. Uh, everybody I show it to is just blown away by it. It's fantastic, and I and and I said to him afterwards, I said, "Oh wow, this is legit now. It feels like <laughs> we, can't, we can't fuck up." <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we have to up our game. <laughs> oh, somebody somebody actually thinks we're doing something good here. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, yeah, um, I have my doubts. <laughs> a big toast, a big toast to Jeremy then. Toast to Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hope you're listening. Thank you. I'd like to actually maybe at some point have him on for. For a discussion, maybe you could talk about like how he goes about something like that. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be, that would be great. So, as celebration, I mean, earlier yeah. you talked about your birthday. Yeah. I'm. I think we we have something to celebrate tonight. Yeah. What Today is, is episode twenty. Oh we yeah. We turned the big two O. That is a big deal. That's a huge deal. That is a big deal. When when we started <laughs> this, and we were in such beta. Yeah. You remember that? I mean, it was. It seems like a million years ago. Yeah, already. we were setting up a Twitter account, and it took five minutes of dead air. Dead air. <laughs> dead air. It, it the episode so, that hasn't been aired yet. Yeah. So I, I think <laughs> someday we might 
We might get let that get out. Yeah. There's a handful of people that have that. But we are at episode 20. That's fantastic. So congratulations. Congratulations what to a- us. I was actually, we, we were, we were going to move on to a, like a, a little bit of a recap or a review. And I, I was wondering if Joe could pull up our current numbers. I was thinking, we used to do that. When we first started, we would say... We did. We it, with four. With four, eight, 16. <laughs> we would double our subscribe. I think... We may have gone down just a little bit. We may have to start a membership drive. Just like, That's right. Just well, like, February is, was a smaller month, yeah, right? Because it's, it's, it's a shorter month, days, right? right? And, and it snowed a lot, so people weren't able to get out and get just on their internet. The I couldn't get on the show because you know they lost power That's or something, right. or they were too cold. They were busy stoking their coal furnace. That's or, right. <laughs> too busy putting oil in their furnace or whatever. How are we looking, Joe? Like, are we are we in steady decline? Are we sort of holding steady? Are we up and down? The March looks pretty good, if you ask me. Yeah, it's hard to say because the month, uh, the numbers are added up monthly. So yeah. for the month of March, which we're just past halfway. Yeah. Yeah, we're on pace for a good, you know, six hundred. Oh, oh yeah, six hundred yeah. subscribers. Yeah, so that's that pretty good. good. Yeah, it's better than February was at this point. That's oh yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, good to do that. So for for those listening. Let's let's try to push those numbers. Yeah, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. T- tell eighty friends. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Post it on your uh, re- link our website to your Facebooks. <laughs> That's right. To, your, to, your face, to both your Facebooks. That's something they could do, right? You could copy and paste and. Look you can. Yeah. You can. And you can do that from Twitter as well. Ah, the Twitters. Yeah, We're so, definitely going to talk about that a little more later today. So I, I would encourage everybody to. Yeah. To. Let a friend know about us if you like us. If you don't like us, let eight friends know about us. Yeah. Because there's nothing the that pisses way, people off. That's the best way. I, I'm not really sure if anyone's checked that website we mentioned a couple of episodes oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. But the best way to get people there is to say that it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah good. Jeremy, thank Jeremy you. Says th- Jeremy says thank you. Well, thank you Actually, to you. He says you're welcome. He says you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to... Reverse engineered the wording back to him. And well, I I'm, I'm in the bit. I'm in the business of opening up another beer here. So, wow, that's a quick start for you. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's also you know a little bit of sustenance. I haven't had my dinner yet. So, oh uh, yeah, he sends us a text as well. <clears throat> hey, so I love you, Jeremy. I wanted to uh, go back and recap a couple of things. Yeah, and, let's uh, do that. And I'm wondering, like. Um, we talked about research kit a little bit. You guys both said it was a big deal. I talked to some friends who were paying attention to the keynote. You poo-pooed it. I poo-pooed it. They said it was a big deal. I actually didn't get a chance even to watch the whole keynote, which I usually do. In typical old guys with glasses fashion, you had zero research. Right. But I went back and watched the keynote up to the research kit part. Okay. So and you I, stopped when it really mattered. Right. And I and I got through it, and, and I was... I have to say, I still, I I can get the bigger picture, but I still don't see that it's that big of a deal. As it kind of reminded me a little bit of the iAds launch. Right, like that so, was a big deal, but it really wasn't. I want to remind you that tomorrow is your birthday. Yeah, you're getting closer to the age where <laughs> Alzheimer's research is said, important. That's the funniest part. Is that it was like. Wait, it matters to you more than anybody else. <laughs> Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is. Maybe you should um, sign up for the Wait. Alzheimer app and, as I often and do say. some some research. Well, as I often say, research. sell it to me. Sell it to me in like two sentences. 
do it for the good of all humanity. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Direct all hate mail, dude. Is it shiny? It's shiny. Yeah. It is shiny. Yeah. Maybe that's a problem. You know Maybe what? if it was if it was something you had to crank on the side and get it in right. paper form on a clipboard, you would subscribe to it. You would want to do it. I can tell you what. If it's something that you could turn on and it would just feed the and I'm sure that's what it is. If it's something say, Hey, we need to research, you have this particular symptom, we need the research for this. Do you mind turning this on? Yes. It is something and you turn something on, to but you, there is some stuff that you have to do. You have to answer the, questions. Yeah. Answer questions, and there's a motion um, component to it as yeah. well, um, particularly with the Alzheimer's, and you actually physically have to commit to doing right. it, but it's easy, and it's a lot easier than going to your doctor's office yeah. and doing it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that to help other people? Well, now, the thing I, that, I'm sitting on my high horse over here. Yeah. And I haven't done it either. Well, here's the thing. Like, I realized that the best explanation they had in the keynote was uh, there was a lady who was a researcher. And she said, usually you put out 300,000 questionnaires and you maybe get 60 people back or something yeah. like that. It was like a ridiculous. Yeah. And with this, with the, in the first launch of it, and this was just, this is before they announced it. They got like 60,000 back right. from that 300,000. In, in mere days, yeah. they've done enough, got enough participation that it would take yeah. 60 to 80 research centers, right? like 30 years, yeah. to get the amount of people to participate. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's beautiful. It, it, it's not glamorous. It's not, but for a company like Apple... To say this is as important enough for us to put it that high in well, their Super Bowl. Well, you know what? Apple does good stuff. There's no doubt about it. I think there's always a long game. But there's also, you know, to be fair, like if you could use your device and maybe get it covered by insurance, then, you know, you'd probably sell more devices. Like that, that's out there. There's possibility yeah. of that out there. Yeah, you know but saying? that's not happening anytime soon. Well, let's see. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, there, anyway. there is a certain PR component to this. All right. You're All like right. a guy that hears that cancer was cured, and you're like, yeah, but I don't have cancer. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, he would read about it in his newspaper. Do you know what? You know he what? would flip over to the next you know page. What? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying, I think it's kind of presumptuous and. And I'm not saying it's not possible. I just think it's a little presumptuous to think that this is going to cure cancer. I don't know if it's going to cure cancer. It may help contribute to the curing cancer, but I, I don't think there's any one thing like this that cures cancer. It's, it's a, you know, it's but just this like is another cog in the wheel. Yeah, yeah. it's just part of it's it. It's adding you know, to it. We didn't, yeah. we didn't get to where we are with computers without all the other stuff that came before. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I, I'm, I'm down with that. All right, we'll see where that goes. You wanted to. You said there was something about red. Yeah, I haven't even gone to, since we even talked about this. I haven't gone to Reddit. It just hurts my eyes to look at the feed. Uh, so. it, well, it, it, I you know I didn't last at all. Right. It. But I want to kind of revisit that because I I had a real good discussion with our, one of our listeners, Chris, who I actually value his opinion almost as much as I do anybody else's. Because he just puts a lot of thought into the words that come out of his mouth. And that, to me, means a lot. And yeah. so it, he, he came to me, and he, he was borderline, 
heartbroken yeah. that I poo pooed Reddit. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I, I, I don't necessarily change my view of it. Yeah. But he, you know, spoke of a couple of apps, um, and I wrote them down, and for the life of me, can't regurgitate um, which ones he uses. <laughs> you wrote them down, no, and you Blue Alien or something. Yeah. To, Alien these are Blue. Like Alien Reddit, Blue, I think. These are Reddit feeders or yeah. something? Okay. And you can curate your Reddit feed yeah. instead of just using reddit.com or um, whatever yeah. as, a, as a front page, right? And, you know, he, he talked about how he uses subreddits to kind of build the feed that he wants. Yeah. And I could, once he said that, I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes sense. I don't necessarily, now, now that he said that, I don't see it as a as big a waste of time as right. I did originally. Yeah. But, but did you, but you haven't. Am I, am I going to download that app and put it on? No. I'm, I'm not. Th- that was as far as I'm going to go with it. There may be something that at some point like convinces you to start digging into Reddit. But as of now, I don't think any of us have been doing that. No, and I, I, I don't foresee that changing. And I still feel like I'm still trying to figure out Twitter. And actually, before the show, Joe and I just started talking. And he said that we post something to Twitter once a week. <laughs> <laughs> we that's, not, that's not very effective. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to get up in that. So yeah, but you know, it, he did. He did say that it works for him, and you know, kind of gave reasons. And yeah, does and he basically use it use it as a news feeder though? He, he does for the particular areas that yeah. he wants to. I mean, to check out. But it, it, to me, I felt like it was. The worst part of all the memes that I see on yeah. Facebook, Twitter, and all that, and it, it hurt my head. It was. I think I think that to to something to have legs. I'm not saying that something might have a flash in a pan, but for something to have legs, it either has to have some sort of news feed aspect to it, or it has to have some sort of strong social, you know, social connection thing to it. Either yeah. one of those two things. Yeah. Sometimes some of them have both, but I I feel like those are like. If it doesn't, and it has legs, people, but, people, but, yeah. people are going there for information. They're yeah. going there for for news. I have to tell you guys, I uh, explored Reddit a little bit, and um, I made an account with them. Oh, oh, you went further than me. And <laughs> when they did. signed up, did you have to log in with your Facebook account? Or <laughs> I don't even know if that was an option, but I don't, I don't have Facebook. Okay, because um, I wanted to create my own subreddit. Oh, which oh. one of our friends told us told me that I could do. Okay. And I wanted to create a subreddit and uh, it said you can't do that. You're too new. Oh. Too so, new too new to the community. So, so I have, you to, have be, to have some seniority. I guess so. And I may have to comment or something. I'm not really clear. You have to like I didn't, I didn't work do your a way lot of research, but yeah. To work your way up. You can't just create oh. an account and then create a subreddit right okay. away. Let's so you're going in on the ground level at Reddit. You're 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 gonna have to work hard to get yeah. enough points. I guess Get so. Get yourself up there. It's, it's, um, yeah. It seems like an elitist group. I, what, uh, I is that their icon for their app there it's, that you have posted up there? This is Alien uh, Blue, right? Alien Blue, yeah. This yeah. Is oh, Alien, Alien Blue. Blue is the Reddit. They oh, it's the official a, client, though. They have an app on um, iPhone and iPad, and I don't know, maybe on Android. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I still don't... Well, let's, we'll, we'll shelve that. I'm sure we'll get some... some well, I want our new our new... Ground level Reddit extraordinaire over there to give yeah. a report in the next week or two. 
Yeah, Joe, we'll, see. Uh, well, yeah, we, no? he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, are you talking about me? Yeah, you have homework. There'll be math. Uh, <laughs> how many posts do you have to do before you can create part of a sub? Right. Well, hey, if I earn the seniority, maybe I'll make an old guy subreddit. There we go. Did you want more thing? Wait, did you make an account as as Cho, or did you make an account as an old guy? Yeah, I think I used my own information. I don't even know my login anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm sure I know what what the password is. But anyway. Hey, we have a very special uh, thing coming up. We're going to try something new. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you're ready, but we're going to try to do some interviews. So we have a very special uh, guest tonight. And, um, And... She's been waiting very patiently for us. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to try an interview. and um, I feel so bad for her. So do uh, I. Straight, straight up. So do I. Well, well you know, we're, we're still fumbling through new things. We're trying new things out every week. Uh, uh, we have Pam Dawson here. Thank you for, for joining us tonight. Yeah, <laughs> of applause. Pam is the uh, technology integration teacher at Saucon Valley School District. And uh, we, we invited her in and... Maybe to ask her some questions about what she does, because she definitely works with technology. So does tomorrow, does that mean she has to start looking for a new job? Well, I, that... I don't know about that. We hope we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? Oh, hey, friends. Thanks for having me. Yes. Hey, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, well, first, like, what is your, what, what is your, what do you do? That was like, a lot of like, words and a title. Yeah. And I. And it's sort of a little confusing to, to the old guys. Yeah, they were long and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could break it down. It's a three. It's a three-word title: technology <laughs> integration teacher. Um, I basically teach other teachers how to use technology in the classroom. Okay. So in our day, that would have been someone bringing in an abacus, well, yes. and teaching them how to use an yes. abacus. Yeah. Well, for me, it was Mr. Champ, the seventh-grade math teacher, was like teaching us how to use the TRS-80. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this this role has evolved. But like, what do you mostly teach the teachers then, or is it? I'm I'm com- confused about like that. It wasn't tough. She said she teaches the teachers. No, but what do you teach? What do you teach them? Yeah. Uh, well, at talking, we we have a lot going on right now. So we have three schools, um, all connected. So inside one campus, which is really nice. So depending on which grade you teach, really sort of. And your curriculum dictates what kind of technology you have in your room. So it really looks different from each building to each grade, um, what you're learning at any given time. Yeah. So, so that sounds challenging. It yeah. can be, but it's yeah. very fun because you're not doing the same thing at the same time ever. Do you, are you, okay, so you could be teaching how, it depend. it doesn't matter. You could, well, what do you, what's your primary piece of technology that you're using there for the, te- what are the teachers using? Uh, well, we don't actually have a primary piece of technology. It really depends on which building you're in. So down in the elementary school, um, we have smart boards, the interactive whiteboards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we're sort of phasing out Chromebooks. Um, uh, in the middle school, we have a one-to-one program, which is going to extend up to um, and through the high school. I mean, one-to-one, we have tablets. So the kids get to use um, on, an, on an individual basis a tablet that they get to carry around with them all day. They're also they also have MacBooks and they also have Chromebooks. Yeah. So there's a lot of technology. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of different technology yeah. to be up on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, so do you have a strategy for your own development for learning each piece of technology, 
or have you just kind of ad hoc thrown your own? Well, what's nice is that I've used every one of those pieces of technology. So just my personal experience um, helps every day. But really what primarily drives how we approach teachers and technology is what they're teaching in the classroom. Yeah. So just like any other person might think, what's the best tool for me to use when accomplishing a task? We sort of do the same thing at work, only we think, what's the best tool for teaching this concept? Okay. Well, you, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking about this, and uh, going back to a couple episodes prior, we were talking about um, how the whole teaching, it's changed in because any student can look anything up on the internet, and we yeah. sort of we sort of were touched base a little bit on you can't you can't teach uh, you can't really teach uh, thanks Jeff so is a mute <laughs> you can't really you can't really uh, teach kids content as much as as how to how to synthesize that content I don't know if if that's a challenge that you're having now with some of the teachers that have been there longer or um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the <clears throat> way that we teach kids is fundamental, fundamentally changing. Uh, in the past, the teachers primarily were the people that held the content. There's um, like a corny slogan that we use called the sage on the stage, right? So the teacher was the person who had all eyes on them because they were going to be the purveyor of knowledge, the person right. who disseminated what you needed to take away. Yeah. And uh, the internet really has changed all of that because there's no way that a teacher will ever know everything that's on the internet that a student could ask at any given time. Right. So it's incredibly powerful that now we've given the internet to every single student in a handheld mobile device. Um, so that really changes how you deliver content because it's really not about the content anymore. Like you said, it's really about synthesizing the content and taking a deeper approach to what we're... Uh, what thinking skills we're introducing to kids. So it's it's impossible to stand up there like the way that T-Bone and I were taught when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, that stand and deliver. The stand is, and deliver. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Reading right, a textbook, right. taking a test, all that stuff is something that you could look up on the internet. Yep. So so it's on it's it's on the the teacher's shoulders to show how to get that content and what to do with it. Well, yeah, what's more powerful just, about it yeah. is how to evaluate the information that you're exposed to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you go out into the world and ask kids, you know, how do you evaluate a source and, and how you are, how you are comparing that source to other sources that are out there, that's where the skills are really coming in, where they need teachers more than ever. How do I know that what I'm reading is credible? Yeah. How do I know yeah, it's from a credible source? Which is on the internet. What's a biased source? Yeah. So yeah. that is um, a skill that, you know, we taught in the past, but has now become imperative, imperative like, yeah. for any kind of digital learning. Well, I'm just, I mean, I'm just curious, like, how do you, is there, a, is there a general approach to that? Or is it like, do you have to, it, does it depend on what age? Yeah. I mean, level? digital yeah. literacy is a thing Yeah, and we teach it. It's just something because we didn't have that. We didn't yeah. have that. Right. But you yeah. Know, we're still like, working on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> but you had researching skills. I mean, when you guys yeah. were in school, you went to the library and you learned yeah. how to check oh, yeah. out books. So you're just doing the that. Yeah, is, is there a Dewey Decimal System still <laughs> in existence? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think the guy at the New York Public Library still uses that. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> He uses a combination of those skills. Uh, he does, he does. <laughs> He's a jack of all trades. He is. Well, that's super cool. Um, wait, well, wait, can yeah. I just throw in there, 
I, yeah. I heard that you, one thing I caught in what you were saying is we're moving away from the Chromebooks. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, it was, yeah, we didn't jump on that. We, no, well, I, I'm just curious. Phone, what, like, happened? <laughs> what happened? Well, I'll be very yeah. specific. We're moving away from using Chromebooks in the elementary school. Um, we really like the Chromebooks in the middle grades and up at the high school um, when coupled with a tablet device because really a tablet and a Chromebook are the best of both worlds. So the elementary school, um, the state of Pennsylvania doesn't mandate any kind of typing education. So if you think about logging into a Chromebook for a mm -hmm. kindergarten, a first grader, a second grader, third grader, it's, it's doesn't not, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we're moving away from that just because the, you know, an iPad is so much more conducive to that age yep. um, without having to worry about typing on a keyboard. You just open it up and go. Yeah, and yeah. you just are ready to right. go at any time. So I, you know, we're moving away from the Chromebook in the elementary grades just out of pure common sense. Yeah. Um, but we were just like any other school where we benefited um, from a CFF grant, Classrooms for the Future grant, where we got a ton of Apple technology. We have um, 2008, 2009, 2010 white MacBooks mm -hmm. that are just sort of coming out of service now because the batteries are swelling out of the back and we can't <laughs> pay to replace them anymore. Um, and just to, you know, to fill up those carts would be an, an incredible cost to the district. So the iPads are a really great Taking replacement that, yeah. and the Chromebooks are a great replacement as well. The Chromebooks come in way under that MacBook cost. Yeah. So the Chromebook paired with a tablet gives kids really everything that they need, that access to um, Google apps for ed and the creative horsepower that the Oh, okay. So that's another thing. Your school district, and I'm sure it's not the only one, but uses Google services as as the bulk of, of as like the center of, of yes yeah. Well, that, that, that's convenient because you can you don't have you're not married to a specific Very. device. Right, you could go to between an, an iPad, a Chromebook, any right. sort of yeah. anything. Yeah, your phone. Yeah, yeah, any device anywhere. Oh, that makes right. sense. Yeah. Right, sure. And I was not a Google user before I started working. I mean, I had a Gmail and, you know, I would dabble in a Word, you know, in a Google document here and there. But Google Apps for Ed is really a perfect solution for schools. I sound like I'm, you know, getting Selling. some money for this. But, I mean, we have a great school <laughs> a good setup. internet system. Uh, not internet system. Uh, email system. It's great. It gives us everything we need and a ton of storage and yeah, anything I, you could possibly want, really. Yeah, for me... You know, Google Docs in a collaborative environment such as that makes a lot of sense where for me personally, I would never use it for my personal distribution or my personal stuff. But in that environment, it seems like it's made for that. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, there's no more memos or agendas. There's no more faculty meeting notes. Like So you can just send out a, a link to yeah. a, a particular document to a group of teachers yeah. and, and ha they have it right away. Right, right? away. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I know that in some of the higher grades, you use iPads exclusively, right? Um, there's a combination of technologies everywhere. We have carts all over the upper grades as well. So is it, is it a challenge? Is there a, a dream to unify everything? Is that, is that a goal? To, to unify the technology or, or simplify the technology? Yeah, I definitely don't want to speak for my district, but as an integration teacher, um, there are districts that go K-12, one-to-one, right out of the gate. What's one-to-one what's one again? So one, to one, one device, that, yeah. the, the kids yeah. get issued a device and the they keep it with the yeah. student. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So there are districts that do it that way. Um, I think soccer gets started at the one-to-one program um, kind of when it was still cutting edge, and they were, uh, and this is before my time, which is why I'm saying they, um, were sort of piloting this new idea, and they didn't know how it was going to be received. So we have been rolling it out grade by grade. Mm-hmm. So we started in seventh grade, then it moved to seventh and eighth, then it moved to seventh, eighth, and ninth, which is where we are this year. And then next year we'll do seven to 12. Does your your daughter's school district, do they have a one-to-one program for the whole district or are they? No. She So she she's in second grade, you said? Second grade. And she doesn't have like her own iPad or, or Chromebook or anything? No. Like that, okay. No. In an get, ideal world, you'd want to do it K-12. Yeah. When you think about the progression, even just with device skills, as a kid who moves from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, and the yeah. proficiency that they develop on any given platform is tremendous. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I know with, with my daughter, she's very proficient with Apple products. But she's also pretty proficient with the products that are in her computer lab which are different than the products that are in her, her classroom. So her computer lab in the school is all Windows-based. The computers in her room are Mac. Oh, they, they use Macs in the individual classroom? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they have a mixture, but the majority of the stuff that they do in the classroom is on Yeah, Mac. my son is all, like, it's older, it's all yeah. older uh, pieces. Well, that's, that's what the lab is. Yeah. You know, and it's... Uh, I, how, how would you deal with that situation? I mean, we definitely have kids. Um, I don't think we have any more PCs at the elementary or the middle level. Actually, that's a lie. There's one sixth grade classroom that has a Dell lab. Um, but I will tell you that they're predominantly using the Dell lab for um, coding. So they're not really, it's all web-based. They're not yeah. really using, mm. in the middle school, they're not they're using, using the for PC for, for software, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, for, for productivity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you look at the Windows environment, it's just not conducive yeah. to... The kids in the in the high school are still using it for, um, they're still learning uh, the Microsoft suite. Yeah. So they have a Dell lab also. There's two or three Dell labs that are up at the high school. Um but I think we're going to see some of that curriculum shift just out of basic necessity. Mm. Like what you're saying is a really important skill. They are <laughs> talking about um, comparative platform and how important it is for students to be able to use and be proficient in all platforms. Yeah, it won't matter soon. I don't think so. But now, as, as we yeah. move to a mobile universe, yeah. uh, there's going to be skills that it doesn't matter what you're using. Yeah. You know, because it, in, in a lot of ways, in, it's going to be cloud-based computing. And it's going to be yeah. cloud-based documentation. It's going to be cloud-based everything. Well, I think there's a certain skill. So, you know, it's interesting because I'm thinking about her school using, you know, having a lab in the Dell lab, and they're learning the Microsoft uh, suite. And I actually think it doesn't matter. Like, if you learn the Microsoft suite, you can kind of move over. A lot of the a lot of the document suites, we talked about this before, but a lot of the document suites are very similar. If you know how to use the Microsoft suite, you can kind of jump over to the to the to the well, Apple Suite. Yeah, it's all been modeled after yeah. you know, yeah. stuff that was actually around before For, Before that. Before yeah. that. Joe, did you, you look like you were going to say something? Yeah, well, and the question might be kind of been answered with T-Bone talking about mobile computing, cloud computing. It might be a little too big of a question too, but I was wondering if you see this whole thing moving towards standards across multiple districts because it seems like there's a big disparity between what one district does and what another district does as far as their you know the way they handle technology and that's probably not a great thing 
And, you know, that being said, if everybody does the same thing, that's probably not a great thing either. But... Um, well, I think there's a, such there's a, a money, huge there's disparity. A money thing well, there's a money thing, too. In, like in, 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 in yeah. money across districts. I yeah. mean, a district right next door to yours yeah. may not have the same budgetary Well, it's ability. interesting that you said that because Pennsylvania was one of the, like, had the largest, I don't know how to interject, but I just read this in the New York Times. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> we almost got through half the chat. <laughs> Pennsylvania has, like, the largest disparity in, in school districts between... The people who with the haves and the haves nots. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's actually true. Like the the technology czar or whatever. What's his name? Do you know who? Artie Duncan. Artie Duncan. He's like they did a study of the whole country, and Pennsylvania is like one of the nine states that has the worst disparity. But you well, know, at the same time, like um, schools over the last I don't know 10, 20 years have been really moving towards standards a lot. Yeah, and well, you know, when you have yeah. standards, you want everybody to do, to do the same things. But you can't do the same things if you don't have the same you know, if you don't have at least the bare minimum equipment. The same resources. Well, Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, let's, well, I mean, I think the, the, sh the long and short answer to your question is um, states that are adopting the Common Core are finding that um, the Common Core standards uh, really align very nicely to technology and it being infused inside the curriculum. So um, this was also in the New York Times, that uh, President Obama has really made a very large effort to make sure that some of the schools that don't have access to the same sort of technological infrastructure like wireless networks or mobile, or mobile learning devices get some funding from the federal government in order to catch up with more affluent districts. So I thanks, think that, Obama. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know who's paying for that, right? Um, I, I'm in full support of of that effort. By the way, <laughs> um, I mean here it is. I think it's um, about two hundred million dollars that um, the federal government is looking. It was like a dormant project somewhere that didn't didn't get used for something. I could be you know giving the wrong facts here. But That's what we have Joe for today. I know. No, no. Since about episode six, he hasn't listened to a word we've said. Okay. The right, okay, answer, the right so, answer is that's what we do here, is yeah. we get the wrong facts. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway, it's um, it's a it's a budget proposal that could revive an old dormant program. Yeah. Essentially, that would give devices or give funding to schools that can't afford to provide devices. Yeah. Um, but to to. Chose specific question. I think as we see states adopt Common Core, we're going to see more mobile learning. Well, we can talk about like Common Core and all the flack that that's gotten, but that's like that's not so much. This is another podcast. Somebody else. If you're talking about research kit making me fall asleep, I'll fall asleep about Common Core. But oh, here we um, go. <laughs> anyway, um, I so in your in your job, do you? You get a chance to actually teach kids as well. Uh, yeah, I'm on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna uh, push into um, an English class. The kids are working on um, it's a speech class, pretty like a public speaking class, mm -hmm. and um, they're actually looking at. And you guys, I, I don't know if you guys, I was required to take speech when I was in high school, and the worst part of speech was listening to other people give their speeches. Yeah. So now, I mean, when you think about technology, you can sort of crunch down how much time you're standing or standing up there talking or being an active participant because you can really record everyone's speeches and you can watch four or five of them. You put them into a Dropbox or you post them onto a website. So we're sort of teaching, I'm going to be teaching these kids how to film each other 
Okay. Um, giving their speeches that they've written, and then um, we're gonna find some sort of digital. But you place do. To... But you get an opportunity to teach kids, you know, as as frequently as you get to teach uh, the teachers, or now. Um. I'm right, leading up to a, right a different now, question. Yeah, so. right now we're in a little bit of uh, a transition. Yeah. The iPads are still very new. So a lot of the teachers up at the high school are, are um, beginning to lesson plan and beginning to think about how do they how they infuse technology into their curriculum. So I would say that I've been spending more time talking with teachers and meeting with teachers individually and sort of laying the foundation for how they would use the device. Yeah. And I've been pushing into classrooms less than I think I will be in the coming years, mostly because of where we are in our program. Right. Um, the elementary school is still, they are great with their smart boards and their interactive boards, so they have been using those for years. We've just gotten to the place where every single classroom has one. So there's not a lot That's still less... a teacher that already knows how to right. use that kind of they technology. Right, they already right. really kind of know it's that a, stuff. It's a replacement for a chalkboard and overhead. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just, right? I guess... It's, it's, when it comes down to it, you you that's kind of a, <clears throat> a replacement for that, right? It, it's it's like I think the interactive board provides a little bit more it's functionality. A more it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit higher up on that well, ladder yeah, but, than substitution. But it's a, it's but a, yeah, it's a replacement. For that. If you don't have that, you use. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get to the point is like you get to teach kids, and you get have to teach teachers. Some of them who are still stuck in the you know, old world of, of delivering content. And I'm wondering, like, you know, my question is, from that point of view, especially as a teacher, because I know that you previously were just a regular history teacher, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is it harder to teach teachers than it is to teach kids, basically? Well, um, <laughs> I, would, I would turn that question back around and I would say to both of you, how receptive are you to learning new things? Oh, I love new things, don't you? Yeah, like new newspapers like, for you, which... which yeah. Research kids. Research kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would think that I'm more receptible to new things than you are. As long as it's shiny. Well, let me teach you what's not a word, receptible. <laughs> this is a new concept here. Receptible? Yeah. No, I think that... Um, I think well, that in our job, gotta... we, get to, we get to work with people who are sort of savvy and and and, no, we, and then we, we get to with work with people who are just who stuck are in their ways stuck in their we ways. see the whole range we yeah. see the range so, so and, and, and to that point so i'm not i'm not gonna let you answer that question i'm gonna make you answer my question <laughs> what's the most creative use of technology you've seen a teacher do yeah and were question. you a part of that implementation or or will you use it in the future oh, that's a very good question oh that's a really good question Cheers to you, Tebow. That was I've been really saving that one all night. Did you? You did some research. <laughs> I don't know research. I just strung some words together. Okay. Okay. I will Sometimes not, it happens. I will not take credit for this. This sort of happened. Before. I think it's sort of um, culminated to the point where it is now. There's. I'm going to use two teachers and uh, kind of smush them together into one. I have one teacher right now who is using uh, screencasting to teach his math class, which is algebra and above. I'm probably doing him some great disservice by calling it algebra, but he's a high school level math teacher. And he is flipping his classroom. So he records himself lecturing or doing a problem. Um, and then he posts it on his teacher website and his kids watch the introduction to his lesson at home. 
and then they take a short quiz to see how they mastered that concept. And then when they come into his classroom the following day, based on how they were able to demonstrate what they learned at home, they are placed into a variety of different groups to differentiate the learning that goes on in class where they practice applying that concept um, in, a, in multiple different formats. So they have the class before they even get to the class. Well, let's think about it. How long does it really take to teach a concept when you're not controlling classroom behavior? So your homework, homework, your homework is, is to get to ready for class, yeah. not take the concept that you learned during class and try to do it at home. Like Actually, that. yeah, that makes you more, that makes you, you're almost forced to like more pay attention yeah. and more responsible and show up doing your research. Yeah. Or you because if you didn't watch it, then you're completely out of the water. Yeah. Like, and they know it right away. That's some interactive nonsense. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. That's a thing. Did that come from this school district, or is that a concept that no, they're flipping, trying? Flipping the classroom is a pretty well-known educational buzzword right now. And so okay. that's what we just described as flipping, flipping, the, flipping the classroom. You got a hashtag so flipping the classroom. For me, <laughs> the only thing I saw was all the desks were upside down. <laughs> so the, this is how... It sounds like they had too many beers. Yeah, right? Like, or, or they were driving by and hands out the windows or flipping yeah, yeah. the classrooms. Flipping off, yeah. I think what you just said is really important, though, because if you think about it, we are not literally but figuratively flipping the desks upside down. We're changing what goes on inside the physical room yeah. of yeah. the classroom. Yeah. So yeah. while you don't need to have kids in rows, kids should be coming in working collaboratively together because they're either they're in certain places together in their learning based on what they were able to master on their own. And if yeah. you think about it, you take all the distractions out of a classroom and if you can present that raw knowledge that you need to distill onto students at home in a 10 minute video, but might take you 40 minutes when there's 30 kids sitting in front of you, yep. your teaching becomes so much more effective and you're able to dive deeper into what it is that you're learning when you take some of that this, content knowledge yeah. out of the classroom and bring it to a kid who's got a mobile device at home. This so, brings up... Oh, sorry. Um, so we all know that technology makes our lives easier in a lot of ways. Um, is it a lot more work, do you think, for a good teacher than it was in the past or... I think a good teacher always has to put in a lot of effort. That's just the way teaching is. Well, I just want to make reference really quickly to the fact that you have the, you have the four C's up there, which is also another really big buzzword in education right now, which is communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. So these are the new skills that teachers are supposed to be giving to their students. And we just refocused our mission and our vision statement at our school to sort of reflect what we're trying to teach kids and what the environment that we're teaching kids looks like in. Mm -hmm. So this is a really big deal right now. So ultimately what we're trying to do is change what the like what education looks like, which is very exciting. Well, I mean, this is good. I like Chell pulled this website up with these, uh, these four C's. He's so proud of himself. Yeah. Well, he yeah. pulled these up. I know that. Chose, that Cho's wife is a teacher as well. I'm very interested in education. <laughs> but, I, I but, but it's interesting because, I mean, just to tie this into, like, everybody, I know that a lot of colleges are sort of leaning towards this way where you don't even have to go to class anymore. And so I guess... I guess I would have excelled at that school. <laughs> well, I think that you can take all your classes online. There's, like, even right now, if you go yeah. take classes, half of them are online. A lot of people are doing that. We have a friend... We have a friend at work, T Bone, that is is at Harvard, and he's taking yeah. classes online. He's not he's taking it from Pennsylvania, and he's apparently going to go to Harvard at some point. But 
Yeah. He has to drive up there at some point. He goes right? up there sometimes. He has to go up there yeah. to drink yeah. some beer or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has to go to the pubs or something. But I guess my point is like, can this bleed over into into the, into like high school and, and below? But I think that like ultimately you need to teach communication and collaboration. You have to teach these things in the classroom. You can't teach that online. Those are the kind of things like where are teachers going yeah, to film that, the Yeah, that's exactly right. That's where, where you teach gonna, that. So you get to teach that. Versus having a lecture Just about lecture a about topic. It. There's so that, much more information that oh you can Oh my God, dispense. I want to poke my eyeball yeah. out because that guy just drones on and on yeah. and on again. Yeah. It's 180 days of listening to the same person yeah. over and over changed. and over again. The world right? changed. So that's part of my problem with school is it, it really lecture, has been lecture, yeah. sometimes the wrong people are teaching. It's almost like the lab They're brilliant people, but they shouldn't be teaching. And then all of a sudden, now we're, we're kind of giving those amazing people tools to let their personality come out in the classroom. Yes. I think Joe asked a really good question, which is, is a good teacher still a good teacher? Or, you know, how effective are teachers transitioning into this new model? And I think, quite honestly, a good teacher is a good teacher. The amount of work that a good teacher does, I don't think, increases or decreases with technology. I think there's a little bit of a curve. Right, we talk about grading papers online. Well, grading papers online is hard, especially annotating on top of them if you've never annotated mm -hmm. on top of a paper before. But with any new task, I think your efficiency might drop while you're learning, only to increase productivity later. later. Yeah. So, I mean, I think some of our teachers are definitely feeling that initial, this feels like it's harder to do because I'm learning a new workflow or mm -hmm. I'm learning a new way of doing an old task or I'm substituting some basic things and I'm not sure that I see the value in the substitution yet. But we use a very familiar uh, technology integration model, the SAMR model, to describe how teachers move up and down this ladder as they're integrating new technology. So that first level is always substitution. Instead of me handing out a piece of paper, I'm going to distribute the document digitally. Then they augment, right, S-M, uh, S-A-M. So they augment, which is Google Docs, right? It gives them some sort of um, increased functionality. So Google Doc has spell check or thesaurus or it's collaborative. And then when they modify the task and then ultimately redefine the task, they're kind of crossing this line where their classroom is going to ultimately take a shape that they've never seen before, that they can't anticipate because technology allows them to do things they were never pop, that were never possible before. It's mm, cool. It was very cool. Okay, so I have, I know, um, I don't know if I should say this or not, but um, <laughs> I have uh, first-hand knowledge uh, that you are a Twitter user. I am a Twitter user. And um, <laughs> just sort of to wrap up, um, do you guys have any more questions for the teacher? No, I think it was very good. Yeah, yeah, I think it was my only one. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was like a 90-yard pass, man. That was like <laughs> fantastic. But, um, I know. Reference. <laughs> I, I was getting ready to jump all over that. What is that? He just reference? made a sports reference. <laughs> is that even possible? Not even yards. yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least he didn't say meters or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ten meters. Anyway, uh, I know that you are a user of Twitter, and um, I know that you weren't a user of Twitter only a short year ago. So. I'm curious, like, if you could explain what Twitter is for. <laughs> we still don't know what the fuck it's for. Uh, okay, so I... Like, what is was, your... Take, take us through your journey, anyway. Let me just tell you a quick, really quick 
quickly how I feel about social media. I don't use Facebook. Um, I didn't use Twitter. I established a Twitter profile for work specifically, for this role specifically, um, because I do a lot of online reading. Um, and my Twitter feed, I think for me, is a barometer to see if I'm um, kind of finding those trending ideas and trending topics in ed tech as they come down. So I use and contribute to Twitter to see what's happening in educational technology. Um, and I've also just, I've started to network and I've started to, to be able to see what other people are doing in other schools um, to sort of challenge and push myself uh, in my role. So how many followers do you have? I just started, so I don't know if I should be ashamed of this um, number. Well, a, a year ago. Right? No, I, I don't. I don't think <laughs> I've been using it for. Yeah, we, I don't think right, I've been right. using it for a year. I okay. think I've been seriously invested in Twitter for like the last three months. All right, so give me a number. You haven't said a number. Yeah. I have thirty-one followers. Okay. Well, how do we have? We have fifty, I think. No, we have sixty. We do. We, we have get, sixty we get followers. I will say that I try to post at least once a day. Did you put forth any effort to get followers? No. <laughs> we built a podcast to get followers. <laughs> well, wait a second. So if you were to describe it... Tonight's post is my, my, most, my most authentic tweet, as in I didn't take something that someone else said and just retweet it. Okay, you do I, a lot of retweeting. I do a lot of retweeting. I'll read a great article, and I'll pull out a line that I really liked from it, and I'll put that up there, and I'll yeah. retweet the article. Yeah. Huh. How do okay. you do that? Do we follow How her? How do I do that? Could, could we, <laughs> we do, I, I, actually. Offline, she, follows, us yes. she follows right. us. Yeah. Show us how yeah. to do that. And do we follow you? Yeah. I don't think so. But when you go through your feed, we'll is, is it, is okay, it a, would you say that you're, that it, I, like I said, I, most people fall into a social media thing or a, a news feeder. Would you say that you use it as a news feeder, but it's specific to, to, your, to your job? It is, but I will tell you that I also think that it's be, starting to become, um, it's starting to become a professional network for me as well. Okay. So does it, it, does it, it make you before. better? Does it make you better at your job? Yes. <sighs> How? Like we sell it to well, us. She just said it. She just said the whole thing. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah. Were you listening? Yeah, but it doesn't fit into our world, does it? Yeah, I'll tell you what. No much does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody's younger than us, dude. <laughs> Boy. Not everybody. Yeah, right. But a, well, high, a the, high percentage. The, the, the number, the numbers <laughs> above us are getting smaller. Yeah. And the numbers below us are getting bigger. And when I say yeah, I mean you guys. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. I, uh, wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Yeah. Please, well, do you mind sticking around and and yeah. and joining in our. Uh, well, Maybe. I don't want to insert myself into any conversation, but I have a few apps of the week. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> a few point. of them. Yes. <laughs> Does that mean you'll say yeah, you in, in, your mind, in your mind, you better start sorting. Because you only get one. No double dipping. No it better be <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> Got to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. No double dipping. That yeah. was a rule. Wait, if any yeah. students are listening, we have to know that this is an E-rated uh, <laughs> MA for all right. Well, you know what? This has come up all week. Speaking of Twitter, there's some hot news tonight, I guess, or today. Um, Meerkat, do you can you for does anybody can you one of you guys explain? Cho, you're the one that's like you started this, okay. it was early in the week. Just explain right. what it is, okay, and what you wanted to do. 
I can't claim any credit for this because if you listen to us, maybe you also listen to the talk show with John Gruber. And so I was listening to the latest episode of the talk show. And, um, boy, you're really clicky on those keys over there. Right. I, I was going to just say, I'm not going to listen to it with headphones on. And I know that's clicky, clicky. Do you um, know, we, and we I was have listening a, we have to the heckler. talk show. Yeah. And, um, mm. and, there, and this, this guest that was on was talking about Meerkat. And I had never heard of it. And so Meerkat is this app on the iPhone that lets you broadcast whatever's happening right in front of you and all around you with your built-in camera. And it uses Twitter to not only post this information or, or whatever, run the stream, I guess, but also for you to get other people to watch what you're doing. So Just the guy instantly. who was on, yeah. yeah, the guy who was on was like, oh, you know, I wanted to try it out. And so I was on a roller coaster at Disneyland and I turned it on. And before I know it, 30 people are watching me and they're riding the roller coaster with me. And I thought, okay, we could use this. We could try it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just within the last one day, I think, news is coming out that Meerkat is cut off um, by Twitter because basically they're piggybacking on Twitter to do everything they do. But Twitter and, just bought a service. But they're not. Wait, so, wait. They're not host. Twitter's not hosting them, right? They're just like using them as a as a. I don't pointer? think so. I think they're just using them to to um, get other viewers. Okay. Right. So it uses your Twitter network and your your connections that you might have on Twitter to do what it does. Um, and yeah, Twitter cut them off, I guess, and they bought an app called Periscope, which apparently does basically the same thing. Okay. So we could use either one, right? Yeah, and I have to tell you, I, I downloaded Meerkat, and I started broadcasting my drive to work. You told me I told this. And in a matter of two minutes, I had my first viewer. <laughs> and somebody was watching my drive to work. <laughs> I'm like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> That's well, awesome. I was thinking... It's, hey, like if, chat, it's like chat roulette a little bit. A little bit. Like, like yeah. if random people are just going to show up and start watching whatever you're broadcasting... Yeah. Maybe we should be broadcasting. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll grab some listeners. Yeah. Slash viewers. And I think you had... Well, I mean, we're sort of like... It shows like, we should do this, we should do this. The studio, as palacious as you say that it is... Oh, palacious. <laughs> I know my wife doesn't like that word too much, but... <laughs> but anyway, um, the lighting is terrible in here. So if we're going to do like... That's not video... the only thing that's terrible in here. Let's, <laughs> let's be realistic. It doesn't broadcast smells. <laughs> it's a little stinky right now. It's a spring, the spring mustiness has come out. No, it's not just that. It's just the lighting's bad in here. And, yeah. and I, you know... And it's certainly not the most professional environment. Well, we tried to, we tried to like record a video once and it was just so dark. It was, dark. It was dark. So we'd have to adjust the lighting. That's the only... That's the requirement. So well, you know, Periscope, here we come. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, if you guys really want to do this, is fine. But I figured we challenged T Bone to play a tuba. We're seven, seven written reviews away from uh, him bringing in a tuba. Seven. That's yeah. a lot more than I. Well, it hasn't I mean, moved. I think it's six. Six. It hasn't moved in a while. We think we, we only need. Six. I never thought we would get we that have, far. We only need six reviews. That's mm -hmm. not that many. Wow. So if he gets that, that's cool. But. Since we just recently started our our um, the ability to donate, which I don't think has actually gone live yet, I figured if we got if we get around if we get two, let's see that would be four uh, two hundred bucks would be eight if we get eight twelve packs, 
four cases yep. worth of donations. I could maybe arrange the studio so the lighting was right, and we'd do a live video feed as well. Oh, that'd be exciting. <laughs> I've got a face for radio, not so much for TV. Well, we'll see how... I mean, I don't know if you'd want to do it. I mean, you know, would you want to do... Oh, we could do... point the camera in, in another direction. That's fine. <laughs> it's for the back of your head. <laughs> no, you, no, you want the front. The front's yeah. better than the back. All right. Uh, as All bad right. as that is. <clears throat> anyway, so, I mean, but what's this thing about Twitter, like, cutting them off? I, that's kind of like... They, they were nowhere two weeks ago. I mean... How long has Meerkat been around? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, Maybe we just he rented our radar, radar a week ago. Yeah, I think and it now... went to everybody's radar a week ago, which is why Twitter cut them off. Because mm. it wasn't that big a deal. Well, and then all of a sudden, you it do something like that, it's just poor, it's like poor networking for. Well, I, you know, I, I bet that they were hoping that Twitter was going to purchase them. Oh, and yeah. they purchased someone yeah. else purchased. And, and, and someone else purchased. Yeah, they and I think Twitter else. purchased another service yeah. that's going to be very similar. Yeah. Well, I guess we could do either one. I, I'm down with either one if we get the right if we get the right donation. Yeah, whatever whatever that live feed video thing yeah. might would be. Yeah. Um so are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna sing this week or no? No. Do you think we can get our guests to sing? No. <laughs> <laughs> you won't sing after the week first? No. Right, do you want to start? I think the guests should go first. All right, that's fine. One. Oh. One. Okay. I say pointing a big finger. Yeah. Okay, Give well, us the best I, one. Give right. us the best one. The best one? Yeah, you said you well, have I one. Think you said I you have one. I think I'm just going to use... The app of the week that I've been using. What is it? Um, I hope you didn't talk about this one already because I might have friended this app to someone in need. Oh. But I have been using the Scannable app by Evernote. What? By Evernote? Mm -hmm. I know we haven't talked about that. Scannable. No, we haven't been. Oh, it's Scannable. called Scannable. Yeah, so Scannable yeah, is amazing. I've seen it. And yeah. I'll tell you how I'm using it. Um, Scannable is a fantastic scanner app that takes whatever it is that you have. There's a lot of scanner apps. Yep, there's lots of scanner apps, and I, I'm, I'm biased because I do like Evernote. I think they have a really great product, um, and I'm a big fan of Pen Ultimate as well. So um, when and I that saw, was bought by Evernote also. Yep, Evernote owns Pen Ultimate as well. So um, hey, wait, wait, Evernote wait. is just the note taker. Pen Ultimate is the annotator. Or I see the, what you're doing. You're slipping another app in there. I should be getting paid for all of this. <laughs> hey, yeah, I wasn't um, allowed to double dip when I when I. I'm did. just explaining the Evernote suite. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Scannable also, you know, is the is the third leg of the Evernote trio. Yeah. Um, and what's really nice about it, especially on an iPad, is that it creates a really crisp scan, so it doesn't get any of that background stuff. Yeah. Um, it just creates a really nice, it almost looks kind of word processed. It looks, I think it's of fax quality or greater. Um, fax quality? Yep. I don't know what that is. What is fax well, quality? Let me put it's it not you, very good. Let me put it if I remember side. correctly, fax quality is not very good. We don't need to be technology snobs about this. I'm thinking about this from a teacher point of view, right? You have a quick worksheet. You didn't get down to the copiers. You need to distribute to your students in a, in a pinch. And all take of a sudden, of you it? take a picture of it with your iPad. And it's not a photo. It's a PDF. And you can send it out instantly. So this has really avoided the conversation of me having to say to anyone in a school building, 
yeah, well, you got to send that down to the copy center and ask them to email it back to you as a PDF, and that's how you would convert your file cabinet of digital documents. Mm. Does it have OCR for our people who don't know optical character recognition? And what does that mean? It reads text. I know what it means. Where it reads the text on the page as text. And it can import it into other... Does Which it means that? that you could edit it. I don't believe it does. Okay. But I haven't played around with that. I was actually... I think Genius Scan does. Genius yeah, Scan, Genius I Scan know, does. does. Yeah. yeah. But I Which is really Genius good. Scan. That was yeah. impossible four years ago. Like, if you had a computer, it wouldn't want to do it. You'd have to pay, like, $300 for the, for the software yeah. to do that. Yeah. And now, we're every day, there's... The question I have about scannable for you is like, what makes that different? Like, do you have to, do you have to feed it through Evernote to use it? Nope. So you can feed it to your Google Docs. Yep. Okay. Hmm. That came. It seemed like I remember I downloaded it because when they came, when when uh, Evernote bought it or like launched it, they were like, oh, save it right to your to your Evernote. But as a as a as a person who's using the Google ecosystem to save all your data. How do you, how do you direct, how do you use Evernote? Like you said, you're, you're plugging both those apps. Like how are you using Evernote? Um, well, the way I use Evernote is probably different than. I don't see the point. In what Evernote a teacher would that. use. Yeah. So um, I think you guys reviewed this app a while ago. Um, Notability as a, a notebook app, but also allows you to annotate on top of PDFs. A lot of the kids. Um, seven to nine use that to hold their notebook. Evernote for some of the older kids who didn't have iPads yet was a digital notebook that they could use on the computer. So having Scannable interact with Evernote mm. was just a nice... But they had to pay for the extra storage in Evernote. I don't think anybody uses that much. Okay. Well, because you have... Not that I know of. I'm just saying that you have... A, like when you, when, you, when you go into Evernote or you go into Google Docs or you go into any sort of cloud service... At some point, you have to pay for the extra content, and then you're living in all these different worlds. And I think you, I'm guessing my problem with Evernote is it it wants you to live in its ecosystem. So, how do you use that in your workflow? Do you use Evernote in your workflow in that way, or I use Evernote to hold on to notes from meetings. And I've it. never crested anywhere close and, oh, to coming the, the, near I was going to say documents. Yeah, they yeah. are they're no small. size. They're nothing, right? Yeah. They're, nothing. they're tiny. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Okay. I'm pointing the finger at you. All right. Um, I have a, fan, a, a game again. Pac-Man? No. Pac-Man and Asteroids? No. <laughs> Frogger? No. Did you always wait, come up? Wait, real quick. I yeah. played your disco... Uh, club oh, music yes. planet yeah. quest game. Oh, it didn't. It didn't get me. No, I, I, I'm the same way. I played it for like 45 seconds. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is seconds. dumb. I think we got a, we got a we got a Twitter feed on that. Someone said they loved it. I think that was us. That was me. I think that yeah, was you. Was <laughs> <laughs> We're still learning it, everyone. We're still trying to. Figure it gets it a out. lot of reviews. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it has great reviews. You have to wear headphones. Not for me. Yeah. Well, Joe's no. talking about Planet Quest. Try a different, totally different vein, still game. It's called it's called Alto, and um, it's Alto's Adventures. And I don't like. It's sort of like a side scroller, but you're you're on a you're on a um, snowboard, and you're going. It's you you play till you die, and you're just going down down a mountain. But 
the beauty of it is the artwork. It's fantastic, and it goes into night. You have to jump over buildings and collect stars and collect your runaway llamas. But if you... What? What? Runaway llamas? Yeah. It's weird. What's it called again? Uh, Alto's Adventure. Okay. Yeah. I found it. And you just you're just on a on a um, snowboard going down a mountain doing jumps and flips and stuff like that. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Two bucks. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, think I paid it was for featured it. recently. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think I downloaded I it. it. Yeah. It was oh, fantastic. Did I did too, but I never I mean, played it. The thing that got me in the description was at any time you could take a screenshot and you'd have a fantastic um, uh, screen. You know, screensaver like it was a fantastic because it's that pretty. It's right. very, very pretty. I find it. I, the only thing is, uh, it it when you're when you're when you're when you're uh, snowboarding at night, it's very difficult to see things. <laughs> that could just be. I need a new set of glasses. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah, yeah. All but right. I, I well, highly recommend it. It's two bucks. I'll pull that one back up. It's premium. Yeah. What do you What do you got, T Bob? Um, I have. Absolutely awesome um, checklist and um, app, and it's called Check Check. Okay, like like in the same is it vein. All one as... word? Uh, two words. Check two Check. Words. And um, I've I've been very down on finding any kind of reminder or or to do list because they're they're all the same and they don't really provide any value to me. But Check Check is fantastic and i discovered it this week you can create lists on it and check things off on your list and then when you're done it tells you you're done you don't have anything left to check off and then you can reset that list and use it again in the future so it unchecks everything for you to start fresh and so you can create as many different lists as you want and keep those lists so i have a packing list already I have a, a drum corps weekend list. So it's always the same, and you just... Open just up that list, and now you don't have to create that list again. Yeah. It's already something you've created, and you just, it, it's fresh. You, you uncheck it and check it, and it's, it's quite beautiful. It looks like it's free. Um, there's a free version. I think it's free this week as well, but it is a paid app. Okay. But right now it is free. Um but it's, I think it's two ninety nine or three ninety nine. I mean, I love lists that you cross off, and I have a lot of tasks that I have to do on a regular basis that are the same. So, yeah. I, I, cool. I think it's a, it's something to look at, and it's made by Mist Labs. Are and they the same ones that make the game? No, it's spelled <laughs> different. Um, but it's, it, I, I, I had sworn off checklists because. I thought they were dumb reminders. I app. had a couple of apps I actually paid for. That, I did too, and that they deleted. Uh, what the, what the heck was that one? I had it, I, I had it bought it for both the desktop things. And things. 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 Yeah. I bought it for both the desktop and the and and I just ended up like yeah. With check check, it's actually cloud based. Yeah. So and so it is there goes a, all the way across all your there, devices. Is there a desktop version, or you just web, go to the website? <clears throat> web client. I think there's a web client. And I, I know that there's um, an iPad version, and uh, I haven't used that yet. Yeah. yeah. I've only used the phone in the, in the iPad. Yeah. You can't have a, a to-do list or a reminders <clears throat> thing that doesn't have all those elements anymore. Anymore, no. No, yeah, you, you have to have, have, have iPhone, have to, no, iPad, because web you, client. No, it makes complete yeah. sense. And the fact that I can reset that checklist in one 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 button is, is huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that sounds pretty cool. I'm I'm gonna try that one out. 
What do you? What do you got, Joe? <laughs> you, you're going last. You got your list. Um, yeah, this this time I'm going with a little novelty app. Uh, my app of the week is called Scene. S E E N E. Scene. Yes. S E N N E. S E E N E. So, what this app does is it allows you to take a semi 3D photo. And what I mean by that is you start by pointing your camera at the subject, whatever you're taking a photo of, and then it asks you to move the camera above the object, to the right of the object, to the left of the object, and below it, and it kind of is capturing all this information uh, as it's moving. And then you end up with one image, but as you rotate and spin your phone, it, it's it, like you can look at the top oh, of the thing. Cool. And the oh, it's like the, the reverse the of, of, the of a panorama. You're inst- uh, no? I don't want to say it's because a panorama is just flat. Yeah. yeah. And this would actually allow you to turn your phone and see the side of an object Yeah. in a single image. Huh, that's cool. It's like a moving image. Well, there was a, there was a Microsoft app and... That that did sync sync oh. did photo sync photo I was going yeah. to use that one eventually. You yeah. take a picture of everything around you, <laughs> yeah. and it's like you're inside the dome. It's pretty so, cool. It's almost it like is. it's almost like it's uh, really cool, like Google Maps that you but you're individual. Your personal, yeah, yeah, personal Google Maps. I thought it was the one. And it sounds like the opposite of that. It's kind of like the yeah. opposite of that. Yeah, I'm instead de- of downloading the camera I'm gonna, all around I'm you, play with that. You turn it around an object. Yeah. I mean, I've only taken a few photos with it, and I. It's pretty cool, but you know, if you got a cat that's laying there on a chair, uh, you know, you can do that. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's awesome. I'm, I'm kind of excited to play with that one. Wow. Okay. I thought that, that one was possible. No way. Swing and miss. I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless it's buggy, is there like a catch no, to no, like, it to pay for? No, no. It's pretty cool. No, I think it's pretty cool. It's not the kind of thing you're going to use every day. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, it's a novelty, but it's pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't. Do you, do you have pro tip? I have pro tip. Uh, do you have a pro tip, Joe? No. He's got a list of pro tips over there. He has a list of pro tips, too. Yeah. All right, I got one. Ready? Check, check. No, I got one. I always have one. It's a dumb one. All right. Um, Your audience. Here's, uh, what, here's what I thought of it. When I... What was that? All right, when I do the... Um, when we do the podcast, I use T-Bone's computer. And T-Bone has his dock on the right side of the screen. And I keep my dock on the bottom. Okay. What about you, Bob? It's always on the bottom. Bottom. Well, if you hold down your shift key and you grab that little divider line that divides divides your apps from your folders, you can quickly move your dock to the bottom or to the to the left side or the right side of the screen. How do you move? I it? thought they took that out. Just drag it over. They done. They didn't. With a shift key? Yeah. Hold shift, grab the little divider oh. line, oh, yeah. and you can quickly move it to the left side, right side, yeah. or bottom. I thought. It, they took that out. It won. Well, I just did. It, it. No, I know, but they they actually took that out on one of the OSs because I actually um, went into terminal mm-hmm. and moved mine mm-hmm. over, mm. and now it's back in as a That's feature. It's pretty cool. Except that, mm. why would you want your dock anywhere but the bottom? <laughs> uh, because of the ratio, the aspect ratio. The ratio. Yeah. I need more top to bottom space. When I'm writing drill, marching band drill, and yeah. and writing music. Well, you can do what normal people do, which is hide the dock. And our dude, yeah, but anytime I come down the bottom, it pops up. I, I didn't want that, and so I want it on to the the side. Uh, uh, our friend Jeremy, 
It says, uh, prove it. Show us a demonstration. Never mind. Do you have a pro tip for it? I do. I have a pro tip. It's an iPad pro tip. Do you want to try it out? Sure. Okay, so you have the iPad. this like, happens yeah. to me. Uh, I do this on my Mac, and I wish there was uh, maybe, maybe Joe knows the pro tip on the Mac, but on an iPad, if you're in Safari and you uh, tap the plus sign to create a new tab in Safari. If you keep your finger on the plus sign, it will show you a list of your recently closed tabs. But it doesn't show you that on any other device? I don't think so. I think it's just the iPad. Hmm. That's a cool tip. I had no idea I will tell that. you, I close tabs by accident all the time, and I'll say, oh, God. And oh, look at that! And sometimes it, it my history up, is not correct. It shows up on your, up on your phone. I don't know if it shows up on the on the Mac. I didn't no, try it. No, I just it. tried it on the Mac. It did not work. No, I didn't try it on the. Well, that's iPhone. awesome. No, there's you nothing. just click and hold, or on the case click of the iPad, tap and hold, right? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't work oh, here. Recently true. closed tabs. It does work on the iPhone. Look at that. Does not Learns work. On the it is an iOS feature. Yeah, huh. that's very cool. It is Thank cool you for that pro tip. You're welcome. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, but I. What, what, what a great show. Yeah. yeah. Very informative. Very. My I feel I feel like we've gotten more intelligent. <laughs> like, Let's not do this again. I, I had to think. I'm just saying. I, you always. I feel like you sometimes. I feel like sometimes you like say, "Oh, that's too too highbrow for me." You came up with the best question ever. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. Cheers to you. <laughs> hey, listen. You know what? I listened to the past couple shows, and I feel like when we say goodbye. We just cut. It's almost like we just yank him the chain. Yeah. I feel like we're not going into enough. What do you want a hug? Well, I don't want a hug, but I feel like we don't do enough. We we do, we're doing too much goodbye, and now we need to like, and now we're not doing enough. But I feel like we have a couple of things floating in the air, and we should remind everybody about them. The one thing I want to remind everybody about is we need a couple more written reviews to oh, get yeah. you to bring in a tuba. So right. I try not to remind. Please, people. everybody out there, I, I think it would be a really fantastic thing if we could get T Bone to bring his tube in and play it. And then the other thing, uh, we 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 still don't have a way to do this yet, do we, Cho? But take money. Yeah. I like our sponsorship model. You know, twelve pack will sponsor twelve pack X number of dollars. Here's a keg for X number of dollars. Here's a. It's a good. It's a good idea. It's a, it's a great it's a idea. Start, but you guys did the you know, weakest challenge ever. Like, if you want to do the video feed, hey, I had to. I had to challenge myself to do the video feed. You hey, like, am I crazy? You're asking people for twenty five dollars. HBO is asking people for fifteen dollars. How about we ask for one dollar for the whole season? And we're having a meeting on the air. I, I <laughs> well, somebody wants to give us a dollar, Boy. I'll take their dollar. I would also yeah. like to know if I'm going to contribute, what do I get? Uh, well, as allowing you, for allowing you to be on air tonight, you know what? Now that we've got, <laughs> you should have brought a twelve pack. Now that she, we've got a great she, new logo, maybe we can do something with that. No, we, it, oh, oh yeah, you know, she could. wasn't just a studio guest; she was our first official interview. She was our first interview. What do you mean? We've had Phil on. We've had Jason on. Those, those were interviews. interviews. Those are call-ins. Call-ins, and we did have a studio. Our guests, show's but... a little... We're finding our way still. 
And uh, we keep bumping into walls. We will try Somebody things out. Somebody should turn on the lights. We will try things out until the money starts flying. <laughs> if, you, if you like an idea, send us money. If you want us to stop, send Actually, us a lot of money. what I was going to say money. is after our first interview, what I'd like maybe our followers, if they could, I will, tr- I will call, I, will, I don't want to do this, but I will do this. You'll cancel your subscription. No. Somebody said, somebody said, let's have Gruber as a, as an interview. I don't know if it was you, but oh, somebody yeah. said that. And I, I don't know how to get in contact with him, but I will say this. If our listeners can come up with somebody they'd want to hear interviewed on this show, and it has to be relevant to this show, I think, but they want to <laughs> be, like, we're not going to call it the Pope because I don't really. Dude, that would be so badass. Does the Pope even speak English? That would be so uh, badass. Even if he couldn't, whatever language he was saying would be amazing words. Well, we could do a fake Pope interview where we were just doing a recording. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to get going. <laughs> <laughs> it chose ready to leave. All Say right, goodbye. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. This Pope idea, did, it didn't hit with me. All right, we're not going to interview the Pope. But my point <laughs> is, like, if there's somebody that you want to interview, want us to interview, uh, send let us a tweet. Send us a tweet. And you can hit can us up yeah, on any of our social media. Yeah. Old guys who